today we're talking transitions, right? Uh, we're talking a little bit about hey, my two biggest transitions in life was going from 19-year-old civilian to military, and then you know, mature adult having served in the military out to the civilian world. You know, well, manager's like a position. Yeah, leader's like lifestyle. Yeah, what I, I think of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You don't have to be a manager to be a leader. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't expect anybody that's in a leadership position to come out with me and turn vows or anything. But I think you don't want them to. Yeah, you, exactly. <laughs> I don't want them to hurt themselves. So I said, there's my joke for the day towards leadership. Uh, and we won't pick on the Army and the Air Force today. We'll pick on leadership. Uh, when I put this uniform on, I have, a, I have another commitment that's not decent. Alright, welcome to another episode of Tavern Talks. I am Travis Featherstone. Here with me is Travis Coomer. Travis, welcome back. As usual, another weekly uh, edition. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and kick it off. I hope everybody's doing alright today. Today we're going to talk a little bit about um, military transition. Um, from my point of view especially, it's going to be the National Guard going from uh, drill weekends, back to civilian, to deployments, to three, four week ATs, and how to turn the switch off and turn it on when you need to. Um, so starting off when, for the military side, you kind of always feel like, always feel like you're serving every day. Um, you always get a text message, you always get a phone call, uh, you always got to check on your guys make sure everybody's doing okay, see if anybody needs to talk, see if anybody's having any trouble in life in general. So that switch, is, it's very hard for me to turn off just because it's been 12 years for me. And I've moved up in ranks and I've got guys under me now. So for me, it's always texting my guys or if I see something, like today I seen a uh, news article about one of my guys, that's how he's how he's handling life right now on uh, active duty COVID orders, and a business owner and guard member and a college student. I called him just a little while ago and congratulated him and just made sure with all the stress going on, being a business owner and everything, he's doing okay. So that switch is hard to turn off sometimes. Um, so I guess you mentioned something there, right? With, uh, you know, different aspects of of being in the military that you end up having to lead, right? It's not just the military things. It's not just ruck marching, mortars. Yeah. It's yeah. not just battle drills, things like that. So there, there's a holistic leadership aspect there that, um, you know, talk to me a little bit about that because because you transition through your ranks and I'm sure you've seen that. Oh, yeah. Um, and then that's that's come about and, and like you mentioned, you know, it's not easy to flip that switch on and off. Mm -hmm. um, or, or sometimes you do have to. Um, how does that carry over into, you know, working at Eastman? So I, I take a lot from what I've learned through the ranks of the military and I use it at Eastman. Um, I try to try to lead my fellow co-workers uh, on a, on a great path and try to teach them everything I've learned from the military and leadership aspects and try to teach them some stuff I've learned from school not necessarily military maneuvers and stuff like that mm -hmm. how to handle emergency situations or how to cope with other people um, there's a lot of aspects from the military that other people can learn from yeah. it's not just hey 
how, how you shoot a mortar. These these guys don't know how. They, yeah. I mean, they find interest in it, but it's not like they're going to go out Saturday afternoon and shoot a mortar. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. Right. All right. So when when I think of like the two biggest transitions that I've ever gone through in my life, the first one was transition from a civilian 19-year-old mm -hmm. into the military, into that discipline, into the routine, into that whatever world you want to call it. And then the second biggest transition for me was, you know, hanging up my uniform, transitioning from everything that I had really known from my adult life to back into the civilian world and being like, okay, well, this doesn't make sense. This isn't what I know. Yeah. Um, talk me through one of the characteristics of yourself that really hits home when you think of how you transitioned from just the civilian Travis into the Army Travis. So let's let's kick it back a few years. You know, when I joined, I was 17. Man, I was I graduated high school earlier to go to basic. Yeah. And uh, I had I had a little maturity under my belt because at that time I had a two-year-old going on a 30-year-old. So yeah. <laughs> she was growing up super quick. So I felt like I had to mature a little bit anyway. But when I got to basic, it was not. I was not mature enough as I thought I was. Mm -hmm. You know, I I hadn't handled getting yelled at or made to do push-ups, mm -hmm. so it was definitely a learning curve for me. Um, I was still a little bit of a smart aleck, you could say, so it was hard for me not well, to say Well, you had to so. adjust to your environment, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, that's one of the, the, the misnomers about military servicemen and women or, or veterans transitioning into the workforce. They're like, oh, well, you've been under, under duress before. You've been under, you know, combat before. Yeah. Why, why can't you just, you know, it, this transition to Eastman should be easy. But it's a completely different environment, right? It's so totally. even if you're going from something, you know, civilian to the military and you're just completely disoriented, it could be the same way for mm -hmm. a veteran to leave the service, <clears throat> I mean, after many years, right, you know, it's not just like myself where I served for five years, right? It could be somebody that's transitioning from a 10-year career, and now they're completely disoriented being in, you know, a civilian world, a uh, civilian company. And I, I think I think somebody that's been in that long, can, I think they would do just fine. It's mm -hmm. definitely a different environment. Um, everybody has different personalities. Um, military, you know, we, we joke around a lot. We cut up. We... We have fun, yeah. and you can't always have that at Eastman. It's, yeah. You you have that, but it's a lot of seriousness. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that would be that would be difficult. Um, the professional aspect of it, I think I think they would do great. Yeah. So also here we have uh, the the one and only Brandon Horn. Today we're talking transitions, right? Uh, we're talking a little bit about hey, my two biggest transitions in life was going from 19-year-old civilian to military and then, you know, mature adult having served in the military out to the civilian world. Uh, you know, what are some of the big transitions you've ever had? And they don't have to necessarily be military, uh, you know, based. You know, I think one of the biggest transitions is kind of similar to being a young individual and, you know, going to active duty as a family man. You know, I had a family, a ready-made family. and. Uh, started out in reserves and at the time, you know, in this area, Eastman was a hard place to get onto. You're a 19, 21 year old kid. 
so I, I chose to go the active duty route and moved to Georgia. So I picked up my family and moved and um, it's probably one of the smartest decisions I ever made because it it changed how I looked at everything. It, it made me more adaptable to get away from this area and just experience and, and raise my own family and learn all those core values that, you know, what I would say a lot of young individuals this day and time may not get to experience mm -hmm. without the military. So um, that was probably the first biggest transition. Um, I think similarly, I walked in here when Travis was kind of talking about it. Um, you know, coming to the Eastman uh, was probably the second biggest transition because, you know, I, we're kind of used to in the military where if you see someone struggling, it doesn't matter if you're a military police officer, it doesn't matter if you're an infantryman, it doesn't matter if you're an engineer. In the military, you kind of pick each other up no matter what. Yeah. I think we could try to do that at Eastman, but I think we have to be a lot more cautious in what we're doing. You know, For example, Travis uh, works over in coal gas and I work in utilities. I don't want to come over and just start help him turn the valve when I don't know what I'm doing with mm -hmm. that valve or yeah, what absolutely. injuries it may cause. Yeah. So there's a lot of reluctancy in me when I see somebody that's struggling to say, yeah. hey, do you need help? Because I don't know their job and what potential hazards it could cause. Well, Travis alluded to something earlier too about just the holistic leadership, right? Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're not just coaching and mentoring from a, an NCO perspective on just military things. Yeah. You know, uniform readiness, military readiness, PT, marksmanship. You're coaching and mentoring along the lines of marital counseling, financial, you know, um, stability, things like that, right? Um, and that's, you know, an aspect that I think in the civilian world, companies get afraid of stepping into personal lives, right? Uh, they they kind of see it as, you know, maybe kind of a boundary you know, hey, when you're here at work, you know, this is this is how I, I manage you or this is how I lead you. Um, but then when you go home, you know, it's kind of, they, you know, there isn't always that connect of, hey, what's family life like? And I think one of the big questions or one of the big things that, that jumped out really this last year was the pandemic. Um, there were so many different facets that the company was challenged with that, that wasn't you know, chemical in nature or business in nature um, that they had to take into consideration. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like the family approach that the military has. You know, I like getting to know as a leader my soldiers. I mean, I think if I felt like as a leader in the military, once I got to know them, their day to day actions, I could tell if something was going on and I could be more involved with them. And I thought that was really important when I served in the military. Okay. And I think that exists at Eastman. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm not saying, I don't want to go too negative here, but I think that's, I look and I had this conversation with my kid the other day about a manager and a leader. Yeah. You know, a leader gets involved, they work with you, they know everything that goes on. A manager just tells somebody what to do. And, and I don't want to say that's where we're at, but I can tell a difference in the structure. Yeah. Um, you know, well, manager's like a position. Yeah. Leader's like lifestyle, yeah. like I think of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You don't have to be a manager to be a leader. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and you could be a manager and not be a leader. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That's not yeah. anything, you know, only, you know, subjective to the, the chemical industry by any means. But no, absolutely. Yeah, the same with the military. We've seen it time and time again. Yeah. All right. 
but you, you like those relationships. I mean, I know the guys that I work with, the crew, crew that I work with right now, you know, they're pretty close, you know, mm -hmm. joking around the same stuff that we do. Um, but I don't know that you would necessarily see that attitude if, you know, in the military, you might see it if platoon sergeant, platoon leader walks in, but here, mm -hmm. if your team manager, department head walks in, all that's going to go to a, a mm -hmm. hush hush. Yeah. Uh, and I just, the, yeah. the level of comfort comfort yeah with who you're with is, is different it's funny i just had this conversation with one of our staff engineers the other day he asked me he said what can we do to make you all feel more comfortable and i said just talk to us yeah. talk, just hang out with us see how we're doing not just bring down orders tell us what to do yeah there's a there's, there's a there's an authenticity right yeah. like and he goes know. to a word brandon used a minute ago adaptability yeah. adapt to who you're with don't i mean you have to change you have to change your style yeah for people i mean you can't I know people think, oh, well, I'm a manager. I have to have this point of view. You don't. No. I mean, you can be a manager, you can be a leader, and be a people person and yeah. work right next to somebody. Yeah. And, 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 and that's not to say I don't, I don't expect anybody that's in a leadership position to come out with me and turn vows or anything. But I think but you don't want them to. Yeah, you, exactly. <laughs> I don't want them to hurt themselves. So I said, there's my joke for the day towards the leadership. Uh, and we won't pick on the Army and the Air Force today. We'll pick on leadership. Uh, no, it's not to say that I wouldn't want whoever, an engineer out there turning valves. But when you're out there doing the work, when they're out there saying, hey, can I hand you something? Mm -hmm. Or how's your day been? How's your life been? I think that's a difference. And, you know, you get to know them. And it, it makes, yeah. first of all, it, one of the things I learned is, once you develop that relationship, that person's going to work harder for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I guess the, the, the big umbrella of transitions, right? Yeah. Here. How would we want, uh, how would we want the, I guess, either the leadership or, or, or the veteran population to transition from, you know, where it's at right now to having that sense of either community, sense of, you know, almost sense of family. Right, because that's, you know, ultimately when you think of some of the structures and support structures, I know we joke about, you know, the FRG and stuff like that, but looking back on it, like the FRGs were pretty buttoned up. Mm -hmm. You know, they they knew, you know, how to support, um, not from the standpoint of, oh, yo, your your soldiers deployed, you know, can I, I don't know, say a prayer for you. It's yeah. it's your soldiers deployed. Can I can I do the lawn for you? Right, you know, things like that that we seemingly think are just small, but in the grand scheme of things, it goes, you know. I would say, you know, I can tell you something just small, like you said. You know, there's a maintenance coordinator out here at Eastman, and anytime somebody walks in his office before they start the day, whether he knows them or not, he sits down and says, let's pray that your work day goes safe. He gets to connect with them. Mm -hmm. I, I would say, you know, just connecting. Uh, Eastman, and I've had this conversation before, uh, and actually past interviews with Eastman, um, about building this, there's a, a bridge that exists between manufacturing, B&T, leadership, et cetera. And, and what I've seen just growing up in this area, in this community, I can remember when my dad worked at Eastman, in the 80s, I can remember going to Christmas parties uh, and all the families being there. I don't um, have anymore. You know, the things like that that existed. And, and so I think in some sense, I'm not saying that's what we got to do, but we got to get everybody together. Yeah. And I, obviously, you've got to be about business and making money. 
uh, it, that's a business aspect, but at the end of the day, if, if people work well together, if mm -hmm. they're cohesive and can work as a unit, you can be more efficient. I think every once in a while, just like what we're doing out here, you need a break. You need yeah. to come out together as a group and just relax. The people I work with are more family to me than my family, really. You know, well, I've worked. Think of the hours that you spend. I've right? worked twenty-five straight nights tonight with these people. With these people. Yeah. I, I haven't. I haven't been in bed with my wife in a month, but I've hung out with these guys working yeah. our tail off all night long, yeah. relying on them, trusting them to just go out to the plants and just get stuff done, mm -hmm. and trusting them with my life, valving yeah. in stuff, pressure check, making sure everything gets pressure checked before you add hydrogen or chemicals. I mean, there's. Uh, they're they're they've been closer to me the past month than I have been with my wife. Yeah. So, for me, when I when I transitioned out straight into the, to the civilian corporation, you know that transition was, was seemingly kind of done. Uh, Travis, for you and, and Brandon, for yourself, you guys have to turn it on and off, right? Because you know, this week you may have an FTX, or this week you mm -hmm. may have a training exercise, or just weekend drill, or things like that. How does how do you do that? Like take me through your mindset of, hey, I'm wrapping up the week. I've got to make sure that all my ducks are in a row at work, but I've got to throw that uniform on and switch the switch over into staff sergeant Travis. Yeah, so there's there's actually there's actually a lot of times I've had to leave work in uniform mm -hmm. and go to drill. Yeah. And uh, and it's the same way when I leave work and go home and be with my family. I try to leave work at the gate and family at home. Mm -hmm. um, same way with the military, you know I. I try to I try to leave work right where it is, and f trust in everybody else that they can get stuff done. That, you know, a lot of times we take pride in our work, especially like for me, I've been leading the shutdown for the past month. Yeah. So it's hard for me to turn that off and just say I'm not going to worry about it. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, I know when I put this uniform on, I have a I have another commitment that's not Eastman. Yeah. It's all my soldiers it's getting the mission done it's getting us to where we need to be when we leave for fort hood in two weeks mm -hmm. and it, it sometimes it's hard sometimes it's easy like i said before it's i care about people on both sides of it so that's not hard for me to transition yeah but the the mindset is i guess harder to turn yeah is there anything comparable that you could say hey this is kind of like an example at, at Eastman that of what we go through is there any example that comes to mind I mean safety I mean safety. so uh, I mean I wasn't here back in the back in the day during you know the coal gas incident but the way people described it mm -hmm. the way people jumped in to help you know put mission over self yeah you know, sacrificed time with family oh, so yeah. they could help out their friends that were doing 24-hour around-the-clock shifts. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in my mind, that that kind of that's kind of how, in my mind, you know, the military worked. We had this big planning phase, but when it came down to execution, it was all hands on deck. Everyone knew that you had, you didn't have sleep, you didn't have food, you know, mm -hmm. um, and you picked up after you know. So, like you said, someone looked like they were struggling, and you could tell that instantly. You, you go and you'd help them out. So I can I can relate that coal gas incident a little bit to the military. You know, I, I came in that night, and the planning phase there really there really wasn't a planning phase. Mm -hmm. Planning was 
hey, this is what we need to get done. Yeah. We need to make it happen. Yep. Same way with the military. Missions change, and you have to change on the fly. Yeah, the frame, During the coal gas right. incident, I mean, there was, there was things that we had no clue how we were going to get done because we had nowhere to, nothing to do. Yeah. We were installing hundreds of feet of pipes and a night shift, trying to get stuff purged out. So I, I, the military in that time is very similar, very similar. Mm-hmm. Just like I said, just the execution of the coal gas mission, getting everything to where the safe state yeah. and versus a mission in the military, a frago in the military, getting it where you need to be everybody's safe yeah i would say you know not related to coal gas but i mean just you you do see some similarities i mean for example you know we do test all the time at eastman and test and that's the rehearsal process that comes into play you know we always rehearse for what if something happens and you see that you know and when you talk about transition and being in the military and working at eastman for the reservist and guardsmen at the same time you know i can remember the last seven years drilling in Nashville and leaving and going on annual training. So I'd leave work on a Friday, hop a plane, fly out to California, come back on a Sunday night and go to work on Monday. And I've just worked 29 days straight and come back into work Monday because I didn't want to burn my vacation. Yeah. That's mentally and physically exhausting. Oh, yeah. um, but one thing I realized that when I wasn't doing the military, when I left here, you know, I was always concerned about my soldiers. When I went out for the military, I was checking my Eastman email. I was saying, hey, if you guys need anything, let me know. And so I think that's a, a, a I think it's easier, and I, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. For anybody that's not served, I think it's easier when you leave work just to leave work behind you. Yeah. But I think for us, you're never leaving anything behind you. I'm always sitting there thinking, what could happen? You know, I'm not there. I feel guilty by not being, being there. Yeah. yeah. So there's, I think there's a, pers- a mis conception too right yeah because you know you got a training exercise coming up here in a couple weeks right and 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 people may think oh man that's hey that's extra vacation travis has we talked about this you know i think last time right the the barracks of fort benning are not a vacation you know by any means and i think they still only have that one subway um (laughs) so well, you know, that was one of the reasons I retired in December, you know. I'll be honest with you, I felt like there was a perception out there that, you know, I, there was, I'll use 20, 20 as an example. Uh, you know, how the years run different in the military, their fiscal years run from October to October. Yep. So there was, I had two classes I had to teach. One was in March and the next one started in November. So I was actually gone 60 days for the year of 2020. Yep. And to some, they'd be like, man, he's got all that days gone. But it was from the time I left here and loaded up the plane and hit the ground in California. I was up at 4.30 every morning. I was going to bed at uh, 10 p.m. or 2200 at night. And I was going, 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 different temperatures. I still hadn't adjusted the time. And then by the time you get adjusted to the time changes, everything that's going on start calming down, it was time to come back yeah. and go to work at Eastman. Yep. And that's a, uh, it's a hard adjustment because I, I didn't want to take those days off too because I felt like, well, I've already been off 30 days. People are already looking at me saying, oh, what a nice vacation Yeah, he's had away from here. He's well, been in sunny California. Yeah. Talk us talk us through one day that you were teaching out there. Because uh, I remember, you know, when you were out there, you actually called into some of our leadership team meetings. Yeah, and, so. Uh, and you had your whole class there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the big screen. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, when we had Marcus oh, Trail yeah, for a uh, Veterans Day event, you yeah. know, I, I took a pause, X, on the class and just said, hey, guys, 
This is military Positive, related. I haven't heard that in mm-hmm. years. Yeah. So. Uh, oh man. You know, uh, <laughs> let's take a pause X here. And For those that don't this. know, explain what that is. So, so in the military, we have a lot of exercises, and so there, there's two terms you hear: pause X is just to pause the exercise, discuss <laughs> everything that's going on. The words you're looking for are the index. You know, yeah. everything's over. You're done. <laughs> index, you can go home. Index, yep. Yeah, end of uh, exercise. All right. all right. Usually, pause X was, "Hey, lieutenant, get over here." Yeah. Pause X. <laughs> you're going the wrong way. So, so we took it, but I mean, a, a typical day was, you know, for me when I was out there, um, hopping up at 4.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. going out and watching, doing the PT test, going back, taking a shower, yeah. going to classroom. You know, we were normally in the classroom by 8 o'clock, um, but I, I'm teaching class until 1800 or 6 p.m. for those who don't know, but then once I'm and done with probably class. Probably on one meal. Yeah, and so, and so once class is over, I've got eight more classes to teach the next day, yeah, so, so it, prep it's prepping, and yeah. then I have to grade material. Yeah. You know, everything's comprised, so I could see myself up. There were nights I honestly did not go to bed at one, two o'clock in the morning, and then hop up and flip that switch again the next day. And but you know, we had a field exercise while we we're out there, and um, it's a leadership course, and we teach them how to survive in the field. I said, let's just leave them out there, but they never <laughs> would just let us leave them out there and let them figure it out. We had to go out and stay with them and. And grade them during that. So, you know, I was actually up through all hours of the night grading them to see, you know, yeah. if they had their generator exhaust hooked in the right direction. Oh, okay. So, in I, their I, living I was quarters. talking about, I was thinking defense, right? The triangle defense and setting up your oh, fields did, of fire. They did all that. We're talking about a generator. <laughs> so yeah, you guys living, yeah. hey, they definitely did all that. <laughs> uh, but eh, I'm not going to say it's a softer military than it was when I first joined, but um, we, we, you know, we, when we went out <laughs> to the field. Like a diamond. Yeah. yeah, we went out, and uh, of course they had their defenses set up. We check all that, but you know that's the stuff they're rehearsing for. It's the stuff they're not thinking about. Can I cause somebody to die because I'm exhausting the heater inside the building? Uh, um, are, are you conducting all the? And that's when you hear the pause X, Lieutenant. Why is the heater set up inside the tank? Yeah, yeah, that's all the stuff. You know, why is everybody they prepare headaches? for the other stuff. So. Um, it's, it's always unique. Um, you know, the classes I taught, you're taking kids from uh, basically all 50 states. You're taking them to a place they've never been. Everybody with a different personality. Everybody with yeah. a different personality. And by the time they leave, 30 days, their family. Oh, yeah. And you're taking them, you give them a map. You know, they don't get Google Maps. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I do is take all their phones mm-hmm. so they don't try to GPS their way around and give them a map and say, hey, this is where you got to get. I'll be there waiting for you. You've got 20 minutes. I know how long it takes. And then it's pack up, fly back from California, and transition right back in. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's nights I've came back, and I've landed at Tri-Cities Airport at 10, 30, 11 p.m. and came in to work on Monday morning. Oh, you yeah. know, I dropped my bags, took a shower, I went to bed, got up, and came in. Because, yeah. again, you don't want people to look and say, man, he's been off for 30 days, and he's going to take vacation, yeah. too. I know. Um, Do you think that's a, that's a kind of a special cause incident? Or is that, does that actually happen? Or is that just our perception, right? Because our perception is the quiet professional. We don't want attention. We don't want to feel like we're taking more piece of the pie. I think that's, I think I feel that way. I don't want to take more of the pie because I feel like, okay, I have been gone. There have been guys covering down for me. 
Well, I have heard people say, you know, co-workers and, uh, you know, it, it, all in fun and games, but, yeah. hey, you just got back from vacation. Yeah. And in your mind, you're like, well, do they really, really? mean that? Yeah. Or, I, I feel the same way. Like, okay. My trip coming up, they're like, you going you to cook s'mores while you're out there? Yeah. Just hanging out in the hammock? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, they may be poking at you, but deep you know down inside, you're thinking, oh, man, are they poking at me? Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Are they half serious and making making a light yeah. joke out of it? Yeah. Because like in my shoes, I mean, we're putting up overtime every day for 12-hour shifts that I'm going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people are getting ACO'd, which means forced to work. They're getting mm-hmm. forced to work it, miss time with their family. Yeah. So for me, I, I feel bad if I take more time. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, hey, I, I appreciate your guys' input today. Thank you on the discussion uh, about transitions. Uh, we'll probably revisit this one again back. We'll get some guests on and talk about some of their transitions that they had. I'd really like to get Tony in and, and hear about his transitions. Maybe, Brandon, you yep. can lead that about uh, transitioning from retirement, too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking that, hey, I'm hanging out in my uniform, work's over, I'm going to get to relax, but nope, I'm uh, right back in it. So One thing um, I will say about transitioning is just be yourself. Yeah. Don't try to be someone you're not just because you're going to a new environment. Yeah. Be yourself. It, it comes with you and it's easy to adapt. All right, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you uh, again for your time and your input, and I will see you next time.